Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also follow him on the on the Best Coast Boys podcast and on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. They can do both. Both. Uh, Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Good, good. Uh, we're uh, still trying to consume some of the... Uh, Senior bowl information as as it's coming in. We've had one day of practice, but uh, uh, if we're going to have a little interesting conversation beforehand. I think that it's something that I didn't want to get fall off everyone's radar. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that would be good context for a lot of our conversations right now. So, so you didn't want to do a Pro Bowl preview? Is it, is no, that I, I, that oh, that's what I was talking about. I was talking about <laughs> how we, we how we all need to make sure we keep up with the comings and goings of the Pro Bowl. Uh, and no. oh, and and don't forget the Hot Boys uh, uh, copyright dispute. We we need to make sure that everyone's up to date on that as well. We don't have to talk about that, right? <laughs> no, we don't. Okay, we're not goodness. talking about that. Okay, because we, we talk about we talk about football on this year podcast. I was gonna say there's other places you can go to read that kind of stuff. I'm sure TMZ has it. Uh, we're yeah. not gonna do it. Um, today we're gonna talk a little bit about free agency. Um, not necessarily the guys that the Cowboys are expected to let go or try to resign, but some of the va- of p- players that could be available here uh, in a little less than two months. Um, Landon, we're not going to talk about every single player that's going to you know hit the market, but we're going to talk about specific positions and some maybe guys that are interesting or uh, positions that have a lot of depth where maybe you can find value. Uh, and let's go ahead and start at tight end. Uh, we kind of assume that's going to be a need for the Cowboys. We're not sure what's going to happen with that position on the roster. Uh, Jason Witten is a free agent. Um, Blake Jarwin's a restricted free agent. And then the only other tight end you have under contract uh, is Dalton Schultz. So, first of all, how big of a need is this for the Cowboys in the offseason? Do you think they have to go out and find a starter, whether it be in the draft or in free agency? I think it's an unknown at this point. You know, I, I think to find out exactly what they think of, of Blake Jarwin, I, I could easily be sold into uh, believing that they think that Blake Jarwin is what they want to do at tight end. and he's Especially McCarthy. If you look at McCarthy's yeah. history, that's the type of tight end that he's used before. Absolutely. And, and, and so I could totally, you know, see this as not being – uh, uh, a position that they're targeting necessarily, and, and you know, and I, I'm still very much a believer in Dalton Schultz, and I think that he, you know, as, as he's been, he was one of the best blockers on the team last year. I think mm-hmm. he's improved, and I think he will continue to improve uh, to be a solid number two. So I don't know that you know that they're des- they're you know without Jason Witten, they're completely empty. And I, I, I think the idea is that they want to get more explosion out of the position. I think you can solve that. Mostly by um, uh, by by having Blake Jarwin take the majority of the snaps and kind of you know, targeting him more downfield. I think really the whole point of this exercise is to kind of get an idea of what the markets are like at this position. If you want to target it, right? Absolutely. Like yep. for defensive tackle, safety, tight end, th- these three positions that we're going to look at. I mean, these are positions that the Cowboys. Potentially need to have a solution for, or or are, could potentially have a solution that need a solution for, and so it's kind of good to have an idea of not just what the draft market looks like, but let the the free agent market help inform you as well, because that's also going to help you 
figure out whether or not the, you know whether or not you want to target a position in the draft heavily or hey you know maybe the solution for this might be better uh, in the free agency because it's better to bring in a vet player who can adapt quicker to the position and tight end I think is yeah. one of those positions specifically that could be you know a better maybe a better free agency market if you're looking for an immediate mark on the position. Uh, so really quickly, we're using OverTheCap.com to to look at the list of free agents. Uh, Lane and I went to the 2020 free agents at tight end. I sorted by percentage of snaps. Who is that number one? It's Jason Witten. After the Capitals, <laughs> they're only going to play him 25 snaps a game. Uh, he yep. finishes as the the top tight end in terms of snaps that'll be available. I guess we we need to start here. Is Jason Witten somebody you're interested in bringing back? Uh, you know, I think for the Cowboys, it, it it probably would be better if if they did not. I agree. Um, yeah. Just because well, we talked I about think... this yesterday. They, they, we kind of want to move on from some of these older guys that have been there for you know a decade, and you know just have a fresh start in a lot of ways. And I think moving on from Witten kind of allows you to do that. I I agree, and I, I just think that having him on the team requires so much, you know, like yeah. it, 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 like even with reduced snaps. And, 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 you know, you sort it by snap percentage, and I'm looking at that, and 75%, I mean, no one would have believed you if you had said that Jason was only going to get 75% of the snaps this year. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's that yeah. number is normally in the high 90s. Yeah. You know, so uh, I think the truth is is that, you know, he – has played admirably for us for years. I think what the, they're looking for at the position is fundamentally different now. Um, I think he has value to uh, for still left in him for somebody. I just think that the problem is is that there's a lot of a lot of baggage that comes with it. I, you know, I mean, just because of who he yeah, is, it, it feels yeah. like he, he, he has a level of gravity that requires it. So I think it might be best to kind of move on. Um, some of the other names that are interesting out there, uh, Austin Hooper and Hunter Henry, those are pretty clearly the top two tight ends. The expectation around the league is that both those guys are going to get franchise tagged uh, if they don't get a long-term deal done here by March. Um, if either one of those hit the market, you're interested, of course, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think even with the injury history of Hunter Henry, uh, you still kind of have to like take a take a look and maybe kick the tires. And Austin Hooper, kind of a su- the surprise. Another stand for uh, tight end. But, but yeah, I think uh, if he became available, that would be someone that multiple teams would be uh, jumping out of their seats to offer contracts to. After those top two, it really drops off. And this is why it's interesting that we do this, because I think you might have better luck in the draft finding a tight end than in free agency. I'm going to go ahead and list some guys that are at least somewhat intriguing. Uh, Nick Vinette, who got traded from the Seahawks to the Steelers, he's really like a number two tight end. Uh, Jacob Hollister, Mercedes Lewis, Tyler Eifert, who can't stay healthy, uh, McCole Pruitt, Ben Watson, Clay, or Charles Clay, Eric Ebron. Is there any of those guys that interest you at all? Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about what you're looking for, though. You know, I mean, it, almost yeah, all of them I, feel like number two tight ends to me at this stage in their career. Am I wrong but, for thinking that? Like, I, no, I would no, like no, no, Nick no, Vinette. I would like if you decide to get like a Nick Vinette and pair him with a Blake Jarwin. Okay, I think that makes sense. But if you're getting Vinette hoping he's going to be a number one tight end, I think we have a problem there. No, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I, I think that, you know, I I think a Tyler Eifert could be interesting. I know we talked about it last year. I yeah. mean, especially in a situation like this where 
you could play him at a lower percentage of snaps, maybe ask him to do a little bit less of the the heavy lifting as a blocker and just kind of use that big body and athleticism uh, as a receiver down the field. I think, you know, that there's, there's value in that. Um, you know, I, I think that some of these guys, uh, they have value. It's, it's about what you're shopping for. If you're shopping for an explosive game changer, uh, then outside of, of Hooper becoming free, uh, or, or, you know, you, you getting a shot at Hunter Henry, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, I think that, that, that it's not likely to, uh, it's not likely to, uh, you know, be anything outside of the draft for you because yeah, I think I th- th- there's just not there's th- that's not something that you can necessarily shop for. But if you're looking for maybe more of an uh, of an experienced H back type and you wanted to go sign a, a Charles Clay to a, a lower lower uh, lower cost deal, uh, you know, I think that there's guys out there like that who even you know, Vernon Davis, I'm interested in. Yeah, going to be that H back. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's guys out there that, that can function in that role and, and, and that can do something. I think Nico Leary is an interesting prospect. Luke sure. Wilson's done some stuff in the league. I think it's just, you know, about what you're shopping for. And, and so I, I just wanted to like be aware of what was available because, you know, I, I think depending on what you're looking for, the one thing you can't draft is experience. And some of these positions, and some of these mm-hmm. players, like in some of these positions, it's better, honestly, to have Experience, Adam, and I think tight end is one of them. Yeah, there's a couple guys in there, like I, like I said, that I'm, I'm interested in if the Cowboys believe Blake Jarwin's ready to take the next step. But for instant day one starters as a number one tight end, uh, I, I think you're going to get into a little trouble there. Um, let's take a quick break. Guys, we'll come back. Talk we'll talk about, about some defense. Remember tackles. those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct, so they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code NFL. Just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Lynn, um, I've looked at this defensive tackle class over the last couple of days, and, man, it has some depth here. If you want a defensive tackle, free agency might be the way to go. Um, I, there's so many names here, I don't even know where to start. But um, let's go ahead and start with like the, 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 the three techniques, the, right, the up-the-field guys. Uh, the Dominican Sue is a free agent again. Uh, he is somewhat interesting. Um, I, I, Gerald McCoy is a free agent again. That's somebody who the Cowboys didn't have a ton of interest in last year. Um, but maybe this year with a new defense coordinator, that would make sense. Uh, Javon Hargrave um, plays a nose tackle in Pittsburgh, but he's actually probably a three technique and a four three. 
Um, is there any guys on that list that you see that you would be interested in, in for Dallas as a penetrating defensive tackle? I mean, I, there's a ton of guys on this list. I forgot to mention Chris Jones. That's another one. Sorry. Well, I mean, I, I mean, if you expand the look, the list out to include three, four defensive tackles, four, three defensive tackles, and th- three, four defensive ends, right? Yep. Because those are all kind of similar. What we're talking about, what we could be shopping for, and maybe you know one of each, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, the list is incredible. Uh, Brocker, Sue, Derek Wolf is a player that has had yeah, incredible success one. at different points. Um, I, I think he's had some off the field stuff I haven't paid attention to, but I, you know, I mean, that's that's some someone to keep in mind. Mike Daniels is available. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Daniels available. Uh, Gerald McCoy is another, gets another round of free agency. Uh, Leonard Williams is a free agent, though I, I think he, he might get re-signed, right? Or free, you think he'll get franchise tag, uh, potentially? He said he's gonna test free agency, and like, the, the franchise number for Leonard Williams was like 18 million or something like that. Okay. I can't see the Giants franchising him. Well, Which, Leonard Williams. Well, it's the Leonard Giants. Wo- it's Dave Gettleman. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, Leonard Williams is the name that would be interesting to, to consider if you're talking about a guy who could be a 4-3 defensive tackle and a 3-4 defensive end as needed. Wouldn't uh, that be great? Wouldn't that be great yeah. for the Giants to trade a third-round pick and rent him for six games and then let him go in for you? Let him go to the Cowboys. <laughs> that would be amazing. Jordan Phillips, another name yeah. that, I mean, if you know, if you've watched any of these guys, you know Jordan Phillips is a guy who could move people off the ball. Dominated he Dallas. Penetrate. Yeah, he played really well in Dallas. Um, I like Bo Allen's game. I like mm. I liked Xavier Williams coming out of college. I don't know that he lived up to his hype, though. Jack Crawford is a guy who's been here before and played well. I think Vernon Butler might be a guy who could potentially show you a little bit better in a different system. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just one of those guys who could be up for a a, a, a change of of scenery. You mentioned Chris Jones. Uh, I mean, if Chris Jones is on the that's list, the I mean, that, one, that's, right? that's, that's, that's the big target one. That's the guy fish. that's going to get paid. Absolutely, yeah, and he's going to get paid a lot. I'll throw my weight behind the guy that I feel like they should have drafted in the first place. DJ Reader coming yeah, out of uh, Houston, Texas. I mean, I love this guy coming out of Clemson. He just moves in a way that guys his size should not move. Um, Danny Shelton, Jaron Reed, like yeah, both you know, those like, guys. I was just about to mention both those guys. Reed is somebody who is really interesting because he had ten sacks uh, two years ago, was suspended this year. But man, that guy has a one technique. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Danny Shelton's another one. Uh, you know, he certainly didn't live up to his first round status, but if you're bringing him in on a, you know, a one year deal, maybe two or three million just to be a one technique or no, no, no stack in certain situations, I can get behind that. That, that works for me. I mean, it, you know, and then, uh, I mean, Malik Collins is still available if you want to sign right. him. And then there's other guys too, like Raheem Nunez Rochez. You loved him coming out of yeah. college. Uh, uh, Corey Lugit has had, had a good points at different parts, parts of his career. Maybe you could revive him. Akeem Spence. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you, you mentioned Javon Hargrave, who you love coming out. We all love coming out of college. I, I just, there's a lot of guys on this defensive tackle list. Uh, and frankly, the more you look at it, Carl Davis, you know, remember for him for yeah. coming out? He's, Sheldon he's, Day. That was a guy yeah, that Rob Marinelli loved that's playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, F.A. Obata is now being signed as a 3-4 defensive end. That's, that's funny. Uh, yeah. it's just funny. You know, there's lots of guys on this, on this list that, um, and, and all different types. You know, like, you, uh, there's playmakers, there's middle level guys, there's solid starters, there's, uh, uh, good rotational guys all throughout this list. And it's gonna get picked apart. Like, you know, sure. this is, a, this is a comprehensive list before free agency, but, 
I think the point is, is that to me, going into this, I'm looking at the defensive tackle class in the draft, and I'm looking at what the Cowboys need, and I'm really sweating. Because it's, it doesn't seem like it's going to fill the need that the Cowboys have, especially in a transitional year on the defense. We don't know what the Cowboys are going to look like. And on top of that, you know, there isn't a, there's not a lot of selection either. I think if you look in the free agent market and you look at this, you feel a lot better because in the free agent market at defensive tackle this year is the, the depth and breadth is impressive. Yeah. What I would say is the ideal strategy for, to me is if you're going to draft one of these, you know, one technique nose tackle types in the third or fourth round, you can still do that. But grab a Danny Shelton on a one year yeah. deal or a Mike Pennell from Kansas City. Uh, oh, yeah. A, on a one- or two-year deal to kind of buy you some time as you work that player in. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, really quickly, would it surprise you, Landon, if Malik Collins only gets 2 or $3 million a year and maybe that's something the Cowboys are interested in bringing back? Because we named a ton of players. It wouldn't surprise me if he kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit here. Would you be interested in bringing him back at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that... I think I, I think there would be some interest. I, I mean, I I think it's it's tough to continually like invest in that guy and then have him not quite come out the way you want. But he's still an incredibly young player. Yeah, he's only you know? twenty five years he's old. He's only twenty five yep. years old. So uh, and and if the system, you know, I think he may have some uh, uh, some some position flex value uh, in it with his skill set. Uh, so maybe moving him around would help a little bit. You know, I think that's that's a Nolan question, and and I, I definitely don't have anything, you know, in, in my experience with them that wouldn't make me want to bring him back. So yeah. I, I think it's more just about what, how he fits the system now. All right, a bunch of guys. Andrew Billings, another one that's interesting as a, a nose technique, one technique. We kind of like them coming out of Baylor a little bit. Um, let's go ahead and move to safeties. And again, it's another interesting class of safeties. A, a whole bunch of them. We've seen. Over the last couple of years, that the safety there's been a ton of safeties on the free agent market. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, man, the safeties were going for basically nothing. You could get any safety you wanted free agency yep. for a couple million. Last year, the safeties got paid. Uh, I remember Landon Collins got paid quite a bit. Uh, Tyron Matthew got quite a bit of money. Uh, this year, there's a you know mixed bag of these guys. So let's go ahead and run through a couple of them really quickly. Uh, there's your veterans, your older guys, Devin McCourty from New England. He's still fantastic. Uh, you got to believe that New England's probably going to bring him back. Uh, Justin Simmons in Denver, uh, I'm sure he's going to get the franchise tag because he's a Pro Bowl, All-Pro level safety. Uh, but after that, man, there's some guys that are really interesting. Trey Boston, we know the, the previous uh, resume didn't like, uh, but maybe he's an option now. I'm surprised that he played 100% of the snaps for 100%. After being on the street for what, <laughs> three years where he didn't sign until July, and now he's playing you know, the snap. I, I looked at this list and saw his name back on there again, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe this year will be different. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe this year the Cowboys actually signed Trey Boston and, and just, you know, for, for the measly, you know, what is it, $3 million that he sure. wants to play. Like, yeah, I, I think they may, they may, or they should at least consider it. I think the name that a lot of people are on now is Anthony Harris from Minnesota. He had a fantastic year for the Vikings this year, six interceptions. Uh, he's really that ball-hawking free safety type. Uh, would you be, you'd be okay paying him and then moving Xavier Woods down into the box? Is that something that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I really hate the idea of 
I, I wish we could work something out where we didn't have to have uh, one player play. I, I, I don't love Xavier Woods only playing in the box. I agree. So, I, he's I, way I, better I, when you can move him around. I, I would, yeah. So I would like to pair him with somebody who you could similarly move around. But I, I guess yes, I do. I do ahead. think you can handle the role. That's all. If we had to, I got a guy that I really like, uh, Carl Joseph. Uh, I know we oh, talked yeah. about him some on this podcast. Uh, the last two years, he's been fantastic for the Raiders. Uh, he got hurt this year, making a game-winning interception against Philip Rivers. Uh, he'll be fine for the offseason. Uh, but that's a guy who has actually transformed into a really good safety. He can play free safety. He can play in the box. Just a massive hitter. Uh, if if you tell me the Cowboys sign Carl Joseph and bring back Jeff Heath, I'm perfectly fine with those three as my top safeties. That makes a lot of sense to me if you don't want to spend a top pick on one. Yeah, and especially since you have Donovan Wilson too as well. Sure. I mean, I think you you have hopes that he's going to develop this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, look, I, I think that the, everyone's neatly putting – Delpit at 17 for the Cowboys and, and circling safety as a position because of, you know, they want to fill their mock drafts. I, I don't know that, that that's the only way to solve this, the problem. I think that there's a lot of good options here where you can get a good young player and then open yourself up to draft the best player available and, and, and really, yeah. you know, that's, that's where you're really going to do your best work, uh, especially in a situation where, you know, we're doing less Athletic profile drafting, you know, we're we're going we're going for best player kind of situation. So I, I think you need to really make sure that you have a, a good uh, base going into the draft to make sure you're not feeling beholden to, uh, to pull the trigger on Delpit or on McKinney at 17 yeah. when you think there's a better player there. But it's you know you really need a safety, so you better do it now. That's when you that's when you bust out, you know. So. Uh, I, I just I think the Cowboys look. If you look at these options, there's some things here that could make a very good solution for the defensive backfield Absolutely. and leave you free to draft the best player that comes to you. Uh, a couple more guys just to, to throw out there. Um, I was looking at Von Bell. That's a guy yeah, from Ohio State that we kind of liked. Uh, not spectacular, but just a solid safety solid. that can play all over. Uh, DJ Swearinger, I know, has been out there a little bit, but man, he was good for the Raiders this year when he played. Um, uh, is there any of those other guys? Clayton Gathers, that's somebody the Cowboys uh, yeah. brought in last year. I mean, I think the thing here is that there's two routes. I mean, there's a couple different routes, but I, I think you'd love to get another playmaker in there and pair them, you know, together in, in the backfield with Woods. But honestly, just getting a stable. I know I just said that I'd, I'd rather have Xavier Woods, uh, you know, kind of switch roles back and forth. But really, I just don't want him being a full-time down safety. Right. I don't mind him being a free safety full-time. I well, don't that's mind why him I like Clayton of, Gathers. That, Gathers yeah. makes sense. And I think that's what Will well, McClay was looking at last year's. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm talking about is that, like, I wouldn't mind getting a guy like Gathers, uh, uh, you know, even Carl Joseph, who I think you play both, but you, you mm-hmm. would love him as a box safety most of the time and then occasionally flopping with Woods. Von Bell, I think, is probably better, a little bit better in the box. Uh, you know, I think these guys, like, you can get away with uh, not Andrew Sandejo because he's 33 years old, but, I, I, you know, Somebody an Andrew like Sandejo yeah. like him. You know, Adrian yeah. Phillips is a guy that comes from from the Chargers, uh, who a couple years ago I think kind of would have fit that role a little bit too. And just you know, a guy who can give you stability in the box, who can make tackles, uh, and and allow Woods to kind of do what he has to do in the back end and not have to 
constantly uh, be the, the 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 last person. You know, it just felt like there were too yeah. many missed tackles at, in the box safety position last season. If you could eliminate half of those with someone who's a stable tackler, uh, I think it would make a marked difference on your whole defense. Uh, one more guy that I'm going to name, uh, Sean Davis from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Uh, only played 5% of the snaps last year. He got hurt in week one. Um, a super athletic guy that was coming on in 2019. Uh, can play both uh, cornerback and safety. Um, you can play him in the box. I doubt Pittsburgh resigns him considering their cap situation and trading for Minka Fitzpatrick. But that's somebody, if you want to take a shot on some upside, only 27 years old, uh, that would make some sense. So really quickly, before we leave Landon, uh, we talked about these three positions. Let's rank them in, in terms of the best depth. Uh, defensive tackle, safety, tight end. Which one has the best depth? Which one has the worst depth? i got to say defensive tackle has the, the best, right? I, I mean, agree, yeah. I, I, think, I think it would probably be – I would probably go – just because if we're talking about which, which could provide us the best options or the most options – I think it's defensive tackle, safety, and tight end. I agree. Tight end for me is by far the third one. There's just yeah. there's only a couple names there that are interesting and very well. You know, two or three, four of those guys could uh, get signed early in the free agency process. Brought you know, brought back by their own team. Uh, that's a position that the Cowboys might need to use a draft pick to address. Um, we'll continue to do this with some other positions. We'll look at some guys maybe at uh, wide receiver, maybe at cornerback. Um, you know, maybe a defensive end over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we expect the Cowboys to at least have some interest in free agency. Uh, they're probably not going to be big buyers. They're not going to go out on the first day and get all these big name guys like Chris Jones or Jadavion Clowney. But you can expect, like last year, to be they're going to be in the mix. You know, maybe after that first wave of free agency. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.